praise the Lord, everybody, on today. Minister Anthony Bonner here of Truth Turned Up Ministries, coming to you live today on the podcast with the word, just focusing on faith. Focus on faith, we'll just call it. The importance of focusing on faith, you know? The spiritual journey that we've been called unto supersedes our uh, natural ability to understand what it is God has really called us to and the significance of Jesus Christ being crucified and resurrected and raised from the dead. And what the blood of Jesus has really made available to us in an unlimited fashion. How those three things have connected us to unlimited possibilities to overcome, to conquer, and to ride on the high road our entire lives and never be moved by anything that's happening in the natural world because that's not our fight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and and powers. Yes, in spiritual wickedness in high places. So we must be embedded in. We must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so that we fully understand the purpose, the power, and the presence of faith in our lives, an active faith, not just a proclaimed or a professed faith, but an active faith, a faith that actually produces results, a faith that demands results, a faith that will not rest until results are consistently produced. This is where we are. This is where we should have always been, but unfortunately, Our forefathers and many of our teachers have allowed us to remain in the infancy stages of our faith, the grain of a mustard seed, and never going on to the full fulfillment of what is possible. In the book of Matthew, in the parable of the sower of the seed, Jesus talks about those when the uh, seeds are sown into the good ground, some bring forth fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. We have too many people who are satisfied just being 30-fold Christians, 70-fold believers, or 60-fold, but very few who want to press on to be the 100-fold believer, the 100-fold son or daughter whose faith can still raise people from the dead, whose faith can still part Red Seas, whose faith can still deliver them out of fiery furnaces without smelling of smoke, whose faith can deliver them from uh, 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 barren, from being the, in the state of being barren where children can come forth out of your womb after the doctor has given up on you or after time has dictated that you cannot bear children knowing that God created you as a woman to bear children. And no matter what attacks the enemy has afflicted upon your body, uh, 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 upon your reproductive tubes, tubes that the blood of Jesus can not only reverse it It can perfect your body to perform something that God can get so much glory out of you that everybody who said it couldn't happen will be saying it did happen and know that it only happened because of Jesus Christ. Let us talk about this faith. 
There's no greater book in the Bible concerning faith than the general epistle of James. We know that in the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is called the hall of faith. There are many great things spoken in Hebrews chapter 11. And these are the former days where faith was paramount, where faith was the minimum requirement to even move forward uh, in the law and the prophets, the law of Moses or anything. People weren't justified yet. They were still living by the law and the toil that came with trying to fulfill a law that you could not fulfill. Knowing that the Bible said the law was given as our schoolmaster, our taskmaster. It was to teach us and show us some things that we could know uh, no other way or uh, uh, learn about ourselves and our in insufficiency and our sinful nature and our carnal mind uh, and our wicked, wicked hearts. The law taught us much. But when you talk about faith, let's look at two verses in Hebrews chapter 11, and we won't really dwell on them long because we're going to move on to the book of James. Hebrews chapter 11, 1 and 2 says, Now faith, right now in this moment, not tomorrow, not next week, not last year, not during the days of Jesus, not 2024, right now, right now, March 30th, hallelujah, 2022, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen, meaning God has put something down in your spirit. God has revealed something to you. And he gives you the vision and he also gives you the faith to stand on the vision until he fulfills it because only he can fulfill the vision. But you must water the faith. You must nurture the faith. You must, you must contend for the faith, the Bible says. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you do receive the vision, because it's in its infancy stage, because you are not yet strong enough to walk it out, he comes and persuades you of all the reasons why it will not happen and it cannot happen. And the great thing about it is God already knew that before he chose you to give you the vision. That you didn't have the money. That you didn't have the wisdom. That you didn't have the connections. That you didn't even have the faith. But he also knew that he sent you the Holy Spirit. And that if you would abide in him, you would dwell, you would cleave, that you would chase after him, hunger and thirst, that the Holy Spirit would be all that you needed. Because remember, it says in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, that his grace is sufficient. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough to get you over the hump. His grace is enough. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speak it. We're talking about faith. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. See, it's faith. It's faith. He had the testimony that he pleased God. Why? Because obedience is better than sacrifice. Your obedience pleases God. Not the things we do for him or the things we give unto him or in his name. It is our obedience. It says, but without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. All the other things that are being done in his name are not pleasing unto him. They're not, if they're not being done in true faith, if faith has not brought about the means in which 
the uh, results are, 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 are happening or the results that are being produced did not come about because of faith, not because of flesh. Hallelujah. The strongest flesh is still inferior. Hallelujah. To the smallest faith. I like that. The strongest flesh is far inferior to the smallest amount of faith. Yes, it is. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now let's look at this book of James, because that was the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the hall of faith. When we talk about faith again, faith must work. If faith doesn't work, it can't be called faith. It cannot be. It must be called uh, uh, something else, fluke or failure or something. But it can't really be called faith because faith is a supernatural gift. It has a supernatural presence. It has an unseen power. It has a nature that has not been known to mankind. So the way faith works is a mystery. But we know we can possess it in conjunction to our relationship to Jesus Christ. Faith without works is dead, it says in James chapter 2 and 26. Faith without production is senseless, in other words. Faith must bring forth some evidence because it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, but yet it brings forth evidence. You know, having a dead faith or a doubtless faith is worse than having no faith at all meaning having an inactive faith, you may as well not have faith at all because you're not using it. And we know that if anything you have that you don't use, you lose. It dies. It withers away. You know, God eventually allows you to use it because you're like the servant who took his treasure that had been given unto him to increase the kingdom and hid it in the ground and didn't bring forth any increase for his master. God took it for him and gave it to the servant who had brought forth much increase through his connection with his master. Verbal faith is not enough. We can make our mouth say anything. Many people say they have faith, they proclaim it, and I'm going to trust God in all circumstances and situations, and not knowing God sees their heart. He knows, just like Peter, that when the cock crows three times, that they're going to deny him. He already knows that. But yet, we don't know ourselves the Bible says you're like a man who looks in a mirror and goes away and forget what manner of man he is. Hallelujah. He sees his natural reflection in the mirror, but yet when he departs from the mirror, he forgets what kind of man he is, what kind of man he looks like. Even though he sees his image every single day, several times a day, because people love looking at themselves in the mirror. So this man walks away in ignorance that he's a sinner by nature, in ignorance that he's really weak. In ignorance that God is sovereign, in ignorance that he is not in control of anything in his little existence or his little world. So mental faith is insufficient. You can't convince yourself that things are going to happen, that God is going to come through without a real relationship with him, or that things are going to change because your mind changes every, I don't know how many seconds or minute, all it takes is something to rock your physical circumstances and then your mind change and you panic. And then you look for another way of escape or another way of bringing something to pass by your own might and your own power or through your connection. So verbal and mental faith is not enough. You know, 
Faith must be, again, a now thing. It must be there. It must be present. It must be in the moment. It must be stood upon. It must be fought for. It must be contended for. Huh? Because faith is so much more than any other resource that you have available to you. Faith is more than your credit score. It's more than the money you have in the bank. It's more than the money you can borrow. It's more than your stocks, your bonds, your crypto coin. It's more than the car you can sell to get money. It's more than what you can get after refinancing your house. We're talking about faith, my brothers and my sisters. You know, through the epistle of John, we see that the Jewish believers, that uh, James is talking to them and teaching them while also teaching us how to integrate faith into their daily lives. Huh? That it should be an everyday practical reality. It should be something we testify about every day on a daily basis that what the Lord has done and how he brought it about, that it was not by might nor by power, but by God's spirit. We should be stressing this to the saints, to the household of faith, to the brethren that Faith must manifest itself in works of faith, not words of faith, but works of faith, not words of faith in the name of Jesus. Our faith must be so strong. It must be so established. It must be rooted so deep down in the soils of our soul that it can endure the worst trials, that the trial of your faith being that much, that much more precious than gold Hallelujah. We know that uh, when our faith is tried, it, it, it produces patience. And we know that patience is something that many people say they pray for and they want, but yet they don't want to pay the price for it. Faith is tried by fire. It's produced in fire in the name of Jesus. Trials come and go. It's part of God's divine nature. It's part of his plan for his people to grow them up and develop them. But a strong faith will endure, faith, face, resist, overcome, tackle every trial that comes this way, knowing that every time it stands and resists anything that comes in its path, it increases, it grows, it, 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 it widens its, its, its grips, its grasp, it takes more territory in the name of Jesus. More endurance is developed as a result. Faith understands that temptations are going to come the way because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy wants to tempt us just like he tempted Jesus. So we understand when the temptations come, it's our faith that raises up a shield. It's our faith that puts us uh, on, on the stand of being able to resist the enemy with all that he's throwing at us. It allows us to deny our flesh and resist the lust that is rising up in our hearts. Faith obeys the word. Faith does not deny the word of God. Faith stands on the word of God. Faith partners with the word of God. Faith depends on the word of God. Faith seeks the word of God. Faith loves the word of God. Faith eats the word of God. Faith drinks the word of God. Hallelujah. We're talking about faith, my brothers and my sisters. Do you have it? Do you desire to have it? If you have it, are you praying and seeking to have more of it? Are you taking active, stay active steps so that you get the kind of faith of the Roman centurion who said, speak the word only, hallelujah. The kind of faith of the Syrophoenician woman who touched the hem of his garment. This is the kind of faith Jesus is looking for because he said of them too, he said, no greater faith have I found in Israel. No, not in Israel. God is looking for that kind of faith in the world we live in. 
Faith does not merely hear. Faith reacts and it does something. In James 1, 2, 2, it said, Be not a, be ye a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving your own self. Faith is a reactor. Faith is not just a listener. Faith is a reactor. It hears and then it responds. It reacts. Hallelujah. It resolves itself to go forth so that the process can begin for the ending to come forth and be pulled out of the spiritual unseen realm into the natural realm, all for the purposes of God being glorified, knowing that as it is spoken in Isaiah 55, my word shall not return unto me void, it shall purpose in the thing in which I please or prosper. Hallelujah. That's God. He's powerful. His word shall not return unto him void. Faith displays itself in works, my brothers and my sisters. It's as simple as that. It is more than mere words. It is more than knowledge. It can only be demonstrated through and by our obedience to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, faith is built upon the promises of God because all the promises in him are yea and amen. You can even believe this. Faith blesses one to control their mouth. The tongue is brought under subjection and submission to faith because you understand that death and life lies in the power of the tongue. So you're not just going to foolishly or carelessly speak anything. Understand that every man will be judged for every idle word that comes out of his mouth. In the day we stand before the judgment seat of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And even in the day and times we live in, God renders every man according to his own work. So we're very intentional about what we speak, knowing that words are powerful. We don't waste our words. Faith allows us to access wisdom, which in turn allows us to act wisely. We are not wise. We have access to wisdom. Jesus Christ is wisdom. Hallelujah. And he bestows it upon us as it is needed. When we seek him, we have access to it. And he most gladly and lovingly responds and allow us to have the faith that we need. Faith produces separation from the world, which is very important. It allows me to separate from this darkness, subject myself unto God, bring my body on subjection and submission to the will of God for my life, which in turn means I'm resisting the devil, I'm switching teams, I'm coming back home, to get my royal robe, my slippers, my gold ring to a feast. I'm exiting the hog pen and coming home to a feast. Only faith will allow me to do that. I humble myself and I draw nigh unto God, my heavenly father, so that he can draw nigh unto me because that is his promise. It's only in faith that allows us to patiently wait for the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and believe that it's going to happen, that we're in the last days. We don't know what day it is but we know that we are in the last days according to the signs and according to the word of God but we don't worry we don't fear we don't take thought for tomorrow we just continue to exercise continue to grow continue to stand upon our faith in the mighty name of Jesus I pray my brothers and my sisters that this word concerning the most powerful thing that we can develop in Christ Jesus is our faith. Because he said, ask 
and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That's faith. May God bless the doers of this word. And may he continue to work on the hearts and minds and deal with the hearers only so that he can mature them into true vessels that his glory can be made manifest through so that the whole world can see that God is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. I am who he says I am. And there is no doubt about it in Jesus name. Amen.